Hello everyone, welcome to Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece. Give us our super, give you uh, our super, I'm very confused with um, <laughs> what is happening. <laughs> we will give you, the listeners, our, the podcasters, super scientific rating, that sarcasm uh, of the movie. And um, yeah, so, but before we get into all of that, fun stuff um do you have any recommendations julie uh yeah here's here's a little recommendation um i feel like you got really close to the mic emotionally i did um if if you're gonna like grow stuff (sighs) do some research because i was feeling really good about my tomato plants that i've been growing since march Mm -hmm. um they're not growing tomatoes yet they're like a foot and a half tall, but I was like, wow, they're doing really well. And then I went to my friend's house yesterday and they have like whatever the like orchard equivalent is, but for tomatoes. Okay. They have like eight plants. They just tomatoes aplenty, different, different species. Like it's gorgeous. And I, I don't know. I was like, this is not what I have. And then they were like, oh, well, we did some research and, you know, we had to get a raised bed where, you know, it's got the reservoir underneath so the tomatoes can get the water underneath. And I'm like, whoop, check, didn't do that. Um, And then they started talking about how they planted marigolds to keep the aphids away. And I'm like, whoop, check, didn't do that. Then they're telling me how they got like this plant food. Like they did everything I didn't do. And their tomatoes are so red and juicy. And I have none. You just have a really pretty plant. Yeah, so, you know. But I'm learning. I have my jalapeno plant is growing jalapenos. So that's better. Every every year is better than last year in my plan to live off the land. Yeah, and that's all you can do, right? Is just keep Mm -hmm. getting better. Um, My recommendation is a book entitled that i'm currently reading i'm halfway through it right now um called dead dead girls it's by nikisha afia um it is a murder mystery set in um, the harlem renaissance so it's and it's a female heroine i'm trying to see if i can find a a more specific but it's um a female heroine who was abducted when she was younger and her and a whole bunch of girls i was able to escape and so when a couple of girls start missing uh in harlem and obviously there's like these beautiful scenes of like Mm -hmm, them going mm -hmm. to flapper like these put on beautiful flapper dresses and going dancing and all that but when girls start to go missing again the cops um hire her there's a little bit of like she'll go to jail if they don't you know they yeah. don't work with them kind of thing um to help solve the murders because they can go she can go to places they cannot um and people trust her more so highly recommend um yeah that sounds good yeah and it's the apparently it's the first one in a series so i'm oh. excited to like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. follow this heroine for other mysteries too yeah because the 1920s mystery just hits in a place (laughs) hey i'm tori 
I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. Have you always wanted to explore the world of sports, but haven't found an accessible barrier of entry? Or maybe you're just a sports expert who wants to laugh about who won, who lost, and who makes way too much money. Or maybe you just want to understand Ted Lasso better. Regardless of your relationship with sports, Good Game is there to break it down for you. It's a podcast about sports for rookies, veterans, and everyone in between. Whatever is happening in sports, Justin, Tori, and I will be there to talk through it all. With jokes, hot takes, and sometimes literal tears. So check out Good Game, a Trident Network podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. What are we talking about today? What movie are we talking about, Julie? We're talking about Dunkirk. And this was your pick. And it was why. my pick. Yeah. Um, well, I Googled history movies, or well, I Googled war movies that are streaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the first one that popped up. Um, there's... We're really trying to expand our horizons, listeners. I promise. <laughs> there, There is a war movie that I, I wanted to select for us, but it's not available anywhere um, mm-hmm. for free. Um, and look, we're on a budget. We're on yeah. a budget, my friends. Um, yep. So I'll just do a brief plug for The Great Escape. Um, and that is my, I guess, like exposure to okay. war movies. Um, and are you familiar with this movie, Laura? I am not. I was excited okay. to watch it, but now I'll never watch it because it's not streaming. <laughs> well, it is It is not a war movie. Like, it is yeah. a war movie, but, um, you know, as a trope, it's not a war movie. It's like Steve McQueen and that whole era of mm-hmm. gents. They're all in one movie. They're prisoners of war in Germany, and they figure out how to escape. Okay. Um, and so it's sort of like a little bit of an adventure thing. But my transition is to Dunkirk, <laughs> which we'll get into how this is not a typical war movie either. Um, mm-hmm. But for now, the film synopsis, uh, which I also Googled, <laughs> in May 1940, Germany advanced into France, trapping Allied troops on the beaches of Dunkirk under air and ground cover from British and French forces. Troops were slowly and methodically evacuated from the beach using every serviceable naval and civilian vessel that could be found. At the end of this heroic mission, 330,000 French, British, and Belgian Belgian and Dutch soldiers were safely evacuated. Nice. I was going to say, my... Dunkirk. Boom, boom. Uh, Netflix. Uh, that's where it's on. No, it was on HBO. Uh, oh, I watched it on Netflix. Oh, was it? On, oh, I watched it on HBO. Oh, shit, it's on both. Oh, damn it. I was going to say my exposure movie to World War II movies was Indiana Jones, so I feel like you was closer. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't share any notes on this movie with you uh, because I, let's, I'm going to be honest, war movies are my horror movies. Like... <laughs> Because they actually happen, you know, like wars are happening constantly. There is one happen. There are several happening right now, and mm-hmm. they. I, I promise. Tr- I'm trying to expand my horizons, though. Um, hence why I made a whole. You know, we made a whole month about war movies, um, but they give me a level of anxiety that does not compare. I would rather deal with a ghost or a demon any day than a war movie. And this movie, I'm, I'm a, when we rate it, I'll have to rate it as, like, if I wasn't who I am, what mm-hmm. I would rate it. 
as like a filmmaker that disassociated herself, but who it was terrifying to me. It was like everything that scares me on this earth was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's just how I'll start. So that's the lens of of I think it was brilliantly done, but I um the very even the very beginning that's just silent. I was like I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I hate it. I, I I texted you and yeah. I was like is this movie supposed to be silent? Because I it immediately made me feel like completely disoriented. Yeah. Um, which I think was like a, a theme throughout is like yeah. the different ways that like you just felt uncomfortable and yeah. and not even like I mean there were some harrowing scenes, but just like a lot of the movie I just felt like deeply uncomfortable and out of my skin because mm-hmm. of like camera angles or focus or whatever. And yeah. I suspect it was intentional. I have not asked Christopher Nolan myself. I mean, he's uh, he's an all right filmmaker. I'm kidding. He's brilliant. I love Christopher Nolan. <laughs> um, the Prestige, uh, but I um, and the Batman's. Um, but yeah, it, it the the silence and then it just erupts in gunfire, mm-hmm. and I um, every there was no. It felt like there was no color correction. There was no romanticism. There was barely any dialogue. And yeah, for it, it uh, even he gets on the beach and there's no instruction on what to do next. Yeah, and they're just standing there. Mm-hmm. So like, which line do I go in? There's no, um, and then there's the they see all the um, stretchers going on, and so they find a dead body. And they just start to go on the stretcher. The fact that they're all just on the beach and there's enemy fire and they all just, they all just crouch Mm -hmm. thinking like, Mm -hmm. and I know they know that a crouch won't save them, but they're like, this is the best I can do at this moment. And they're just open for attack. And I, I, I hated it. I hated it. But the acting was brilliant because there is no dialogue. There is no, there was barely any sound. So there's no like dramatic soundtrack to make me feel a certain way. It's just like the sound of gunfire. Um, so the acting was flawless, but. Uh, it was super, yeah. um, it, it was like visceral. It was a visceral yeah. experience. Like yeah. the camera movement was disorienting. Like the, the sinking scene. <gasps> I, like yeah. I I could not tell up from down and mm-hmm. so seeing them not be able like I was like like so many times watching this movie my watch was like hey pal do you want to breathe you should breathe um why are you running a race right now you're like I'm not and then there was also more near the beginning but there was a little bit of attention of like there were people sacrificing their lives or putting their lives at risk to save mm-hmm. others versus mm-hmm. like people that were like, I have, I have to get out. I have to save myself, whatever. And like yeah. seeing that difference as well. It, um, I think it is so interesting and sad uh, that there, there are a lot of things, um, even when it comes to like 
I was I was out with friends and um, there was one of those COVID quandaries of my uh, someone I knew through mutual friends went to Disney World with his family and then the wife had found out she had COVID but she had like just the sniffles and it's like do we rent a car to drive home with three kids or do we like triple mask up on a flight and there was a debate like I know this is not equal to like World War II but there, there was a debate of like, well, I obviously would do this, or I obviously would do this, right? You know, and I, I did not really join the conversation because I was like, I, I think I know what I would do, but also I am me with my financial situation. With da da da, I don't think anyone. I think we also should probably stop having those debates of like, oh, they should have done this, because until you know X, Y, and Z about a human. Like, if their financial situation was they would have lost thousands of dollars, they couldn't afford a car, they, like, who knows, you know, and mm-hmm. it comes mm-hmm. to this kind of, so like, these, these hypotheticals of how good of a human are you? Yeah. Of like, of, like, I, well, obviously, I would have sacrificed myself, or obviously, I would, you know, it's like, ah, but, like, we don't know until we're there, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you, and I've had parts in my life, like, just through my divorce and whatever that I was like well obviously I would behave this way and that was not the way I behaved and and not (laughs) and like good or bad like I just assumed that I would cry a ton and I didn't Mm -hmm. um I do that now and anyway (laughs) so I I think it's that was interesting because I think a few years ago I would have um watching this movie I would have been like well I would have sacrificed like I would have assumed who I would have been and now, because of everything, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Just yeah. glad it's not me at the current moment. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was the scene, I think, the the sinking scene where they're trying to choose who to, like, put outside the boat. Mm-hmm. Or who to have mm-hmm. cover the holes. Or who, like, I think that would, and that's probably the most dialogue we've seen. Yeah um that 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 was another one where I I was too um I don't know I think I think I I couldn't be the way that they wrote it and the what and what you saw before it and what you saw like the desperation of the situation you couldn't be upset with anyone you know you're just like oh shit (laughs) like there's there's a lot of valid points on all directions and i mean ultimately like how do you decide in that situation and you have to decide in a split second yeah um this might take us off off this part of the conversation but um there were so many famous people in this movie yes and like very famous that but it was never, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, I'm trying to think of, it like, a, a movie example. Well, um, we're doing Operation Mincemeat next week, and that's actually a good example, where there are slightly famous people that they're like, oh, these, this is the most famous, so we're going to get them the most famous, the biggest role. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Laura, I did not realize Tom Hardy was the pilot uh-huh. until the credits. Yeah. They never like they never gave you that moment of like look at him without the mask off so yeah. you can like they they never did that and like look I love 
I love Harry Styles. I bought the Calm app because he did that sleep story. Yeah. Um, which highly recommend the Calm app, unrelated to Harry Styles. But I was like <laughs> 20 minutes in or whenever he appeared. But like it was several scenes before I was texting you. And I was like, is Harry Styles in this movie? And I was like, yes. Like yes. they just, they don't put, they didn't put anyone specific at the forefront. Like, yeah. And some of these people were, were people that Christopher Nolan has, has worked with before and has a relationship with. Yeah. But that didn't mean that, like, they became the center of the movie. Well, the only reason I knew Harry Styles was in it going in is there's this, like, <laughs> there's this Twitter when he was wearing a dress for something. And they're like, back in my day, you know, I can't believe Harry Styles was wearing a dress. Real man wore dresses, whatever. And then someone, re like, tweeted tweeted at that individual going, dude, he's literally a veteran and <laughs> a picture from Dunkirk. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so that's how I, I knew from that uh, Twitter situation. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but so, yeah, I knew, but then because I, I had the opposite because I knew he was in it, I assumed he would be the first guy I saw or the second, not mm -hmm. the like 17th person. Right. Yeah. And I, it also showed horrifying deaths and then just moved on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because well, it just, it was just like, keep going, keep surviving, go, you know. Well, and not, not necessarily like horrifying because of like gore. No. Just like the circumstances being horrified. Like the, the, I don't want to say kid, but like the, the teenager. Mm -hmm. on the um civilian vessel mm -hmm. that died like not not from the nazis yeah um but just like that moment where the the guy's like he's dead mate or whatever he says i was just mm -hmm. like oh yeah and then that was it then they well, got back to it yeah well and i i want to come back to that civilian death um later but the two that i was like huh huh we're not going to like first off i was shocked that they even did it alluded to it shocked that they showed parts of it like they didn't show all of it but they showed enough that i was like oh you're they weren't holding back and one was the uh getting crushed by the ship mm -hmm. and the other one was when the <laughs> uh, sorry my ah, uh when the fire when the water catches fire and that kid is swimming underneath it and i'm saying kid they're all like they're all serving in the military, but kids, because um, I'm in my mid thirties. Uh, he he has he has to breathe, so he pops up and he's in the fire. Yeah, and it's like yeah, and, then, and he knew he was gonna die, but he was like, "I'm dying either way." Um, uh huh. Yeah. So those were those were the two that stuck out to me. Back to the civilian death, I thought it was interesting for a movie that was like so visceral nonchalant you know i felt like there was a message of like when wars happen we remember the civilian deaths more than we remember the soldier deaths because mm -hmm. they're just like thousands upon thousands upon thousands but if a civilian dies like i um they're at gettysburg pennsylvania just because i know this example very well um there was only one civilian who died and her name was Jenny Wade. And she went while the battle was happening. Everyone was told 
to stay in their basements. And she went up to her kitchen to make bread for the soldiers. And she was the only civilian who died because a bullet went through mm-hmm. her door and got her. Now, there there are monuments, like Gettysburg tries, you know, to do it. But they're in the Jenny Wade house. There's literally a museum. She has her own monument. She has her whole story being told. While the soldiers are just, if they're lucky, a name on a monument in the middle of a field out of thousands. And so I just felt like that's, and like, that's how it happened, right? There, you know, one, one civilian boy died, but the amount of time taken for that story, because they didn't have to do that, I think Mm -hmm. really shows like this, he was probably that, that threesome on that civilian boat probably had the most character development probably because those civilians are easier to figure out when it comes to war you know you know where they came from you know where they went where soldiers are just numbers and they're they're going everywhere and i did read trivia because i read trivia even if i don't hate the movie i said Um, one episode and it's gonna haunt you forever correct (laughs) right (laughs) um but but in the trivia like they they were talking about how the the civilian contributions to evacuating soldiers have been constantly played up in history and that's not to take away from what they did i mean these were civilians like they weren't soldiers and they they were doing a lot and sacrificing their lives but it it wasn't nearly as much as is sort of implied yeah yeah and that's i mean because those are the people that come home Mm-hmm. And those are, you know, the people that stories are able to be told because a lot of them come home or their families are back, you know, and it's just, um, and they're more dramatic, right? Like there's nothing that dramatic about this one guy fought in an infantry because he was, you know, a young kid and was drafted and then he died the second day of fighting. It's sad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just sad. And, um. That's why I don't see a lot of movies like that. <gasps> I don't know how I'm going to do all month. It's been rough. <laughs> so get ready for Paranormal October. I'm kidding. I'm going to be so nice to you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just. Um, what? Well, yeah. So that's just how I feel about when you see like mm-hmm. civilian death. And I mean, we see it. We see it in a lot of tragedies, right? You look at Titanic. Yeah it's so much easier to figure out the story and the line of the rich people than it is the poor people. And, you know, so when it comes well, to even st- the crew in Titanic, like yeah. the, the amount of people that died on the Titanic and the crew. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it was like 80%. Yeah. It probably more actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm using my Titanic Belfast museum mug to drink my coffee out of because I went I went to that oh my gosh so beautiful um I'm digressing Julie is there any other thing else you want to talk about when it comes to Dunkirk um I think I hit all of my notes that I never shared with you okay cool (laughs) um calling myself out (laughs) oh same same I literally my notes were I hate it 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 (laughs) I think I, I did do like this this silent intro is making me feel things and then the rest was i hate it i hate it and i didn't need to write notes because now every moment is ingrained in my head oh i did want to talk about the the um officer that stayed behind Mm. um because i i also feel like uh 
that's that's a um beautiful moment um i don't i i do believe that there are people on this earth that are made hardier than other people and we need them so much um and there are and when it comes to like our armed forces armed forces of other countries like you're just reading these stories right now um nurses medical professionals that they see this stuff every single day and um and i think we first off they 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 are made slightly different they are just mm-hmm. hardier individuals and they give so much of themselves but it also does does take a toll a huge toll on them yeah um and so i just i when i heard when he's like i'm gonna stay behind it you know it is this heroic thing that's like gosh that man is made so much differently than i am it made differently than a lot of the people on that beach were right yeah. like um but also i don't know also recognizing that that just with that heroic act doesn't mean that he's not a human that's like hurting and that that choice wasn't like easy he was probably thinking about it the entire time and going like do i actually get off this island and um i felt like i don't know i just felt like it was a moment with everything else so visceral that that felt the most cinematic Mm. of a moment instead of like more more realistic of how much seeing all that was probably taking a toll on him but then he also was like no I have to stay behind yeah I think there's a um I don't know that I don't I don't know if there's a word for this but like it's almost like when we have those moments where someone makes like a deep sacrifice Mm -hmm. we don't necessarily see how they feel about like it's almost like we're like yeah that I mean that person's making that sacrifice like we we don't get to see like this is they know that this is the right decision this is hard they're scared they're whatever Mm -hmm. they're still doing it but it it's not like a a no-brainer decision for them always yeah yeah and I think there's there's a lot of um yeah I think there's just a lot of in our media where we you know, we, we skirt past the hard stuff and, and this movie did not do that. But I felt like that moment I was like, oh, they're making that pretty, pretty just used to what I'm seeing in a war movie. Um, not that I watched them. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm staying, I'm staying behind. Um, and uh, yeah, I, that's all I have to say about that. I'm not that eloquent. That's all I got. So julie Mm -hmm. Mm. i'm having a really hard time with this rating here's why because everything i think of feels um just like disingenuous disingenuous or just like mean or like a way someone died so here's the rating i'm gonna give it one out of ten panic laura's panic attacks Uh, like they're like they're good things because it means the movie's good uh what do you rate this movie (laughs) all right um, so I'm, I'm going to rate it an eight and okay. typically when I rate things, I sort of like, um, connect it to like rewatchability. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I'm often like, oh, yeah, I could definitely watch this again. This is the context where I would watch it again. I never, ever need to see this movie again. Yeah. But it was so good. Yeah, I'm going to... So here's emotionally, I'm going to give it a one. I never want to see this movie again. Not one second of it. But as a movie, I'm probably going to give it a 10. Because I never want to see this movie again. Like, I feel like it accomplished so much for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, every <laughs> single moment, it, like, I do think the the script is beautiful. I think that it really feels, like, against a lot of the war movies and the heroicism and just shows, like, the brutalness of it. I never want to see it again, but I do think that everyone should see it. Mm. <laughs> it, it doesn't... It, it doesn't feel like a propaganda film like look at all these heroes marching yeah, off the wall yeah. it's like <laughs> no it's it's bloody and it's dirty and it's horrifying and uh yeah so i'm gonna give it a 10 i never want to see it again Mm-mm. so never ever 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 so what are you looking for to julie <laughs> uh well let me see not eating tomatoes from my garden oh um, from your friend's garden <laughs> Yeah, here's a here's the thing I'm looking forward to. Um, we have to tent our house. Um, oh, because not we don't have termites, mm-hmm. but there are termites in the area, and yeah. in order to get the termite bond, where like we have the guarantee that they'll like check for them and treat them or whatever, we have to do the tenting. Mm-hmm. Capitalism is something else, um, <laughs> but. That, I mean, it's not happening for, for a couple months, um, mm-hmm. but there's, like, some things that, like, have to be done in order to tent, and, like, conveniently or inconveniently, they're, like, all things that I've wanted to do anyway. Oh, like, okay. we have these, like, ferns in front of our house, and they're like, yeah, the ferns can't be there for the tent to go down, so you're going to have to remove them, and I'm like... <gasps> Oh, well, you, you did want to remove the I know exactly what ferns you're talking about. Yeah. So like some some stuff like that. So <laughs> because I'm not actually good at holding myself accountable, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this thing forcing me to hold myself accountable. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. But we have to do like ugh, we have to take like any any food, any like uh, stuff that touches your skin out of the house, like mm-hmm. lotion, stuff like that. Um, the pets have to be out of the house for like a week or like three days or whatever. Um, so we got to figure all that out. Have I thought about it yet? No, no, I have not. It's future Julie's job, but we'll get there. Yeah. Future, <laughs> Julie, future Julie can handle it. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, science Friday on NPR, uh, is having a cephalopod movie night in <gasps> Pittsburgh Oh my um, gosh! They on made Thursday. a Laura event. They they made they made a Laura event. I love cephalopods; they're the best. Um, so I'm going to go to the cephalopod movie night, and if it's just me, I don't give a crap. But I have a feeling it won't be, which will be really cool. And maybe I'll meet my future husband, and this is how our story starts. And anyway, <laughs> so that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, all right. Well, thank you for listening, listeners. Uh watch Dunkirk maybe take your Lexapro beforehand if you're like me um and rate review us um like Trident Network support our Patreon buy our merch thank you so much for listening and joining us uh in season two and I guess bye bye
Pop Culture Nerd Group podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other productions, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.